Well, hello, hello. This is Above Average, the podcast for big families. I'm Lance Osborne, your host. And I'm Bobby Earhart. Bobby, what's yeah. going on, man? How have you been? On? I've been good. I was gone all last week, but it was. Uh, but I'm back and back in the saddle of big family life. Yeah. So where were you? you I know you were traveling for work. Yeah, I had to go out to Irvine, California for a conference, which, man, California's beautiful. Any Californians listening, your weather's awesome. Thank you. How was the weather? I mean, Pretty, was it, it's all, just, it's, it's, it's all it's cracked up to be, 72 and sunny and all that? With a cool breeze, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Crazy cool. I mean, right? yeah, it's got its ups and downs out there, I guess, but I know a lot of, I, I know people that grow up there typically don't leave. <laughs> And I can see why, so. Sure, sure. Well, I think we can jump into the show. Today's episode title, You Are Having Too Many Kids. I am? (laughs) Wait, wait. No, that's the title of the show, Bobby. (laughs) Awesome. You're having too many kids. I think there's a lot to talk about here for sure. Man, so if you're listening, you're a part of a big family, you might have a big family someday, you grew up in a big family, that's the whole thing. That's why we're above average around here, right? We're, we're bigger than the average U.S. family size. And if you're part of the big family, if you're part of our, our tribe, you're having too many kids is probably something that uh, you've heard before or you've at least felt before. Maybe somebody didn't really have the guts to tell you to your face. Maybe they did, or maybe they had the guts to tell you online, which doesn't yeah. really account for much guts. Everybody's you know, brave online, at, right? Right, right. It doesn't take much when you're anonymous. <laughs> Right. But uh, yeah, the big family thing, you know, everybody is so accustomed to the norm, to the average. Um, it's definitely acceptable or definitely cool or whatever to be single, um, to be, I guess, married without kids. Uh, what's the, what's the thing? What's the thing? Two the people. Thing. Two people. Two people married. A dink. Oh, a dink. A dual income, no kids. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun for six months. For Kat and I. <laughs> wait, six months? Hang on. Let's do the math. Wait. Wait, wait, wait. Not, wait. No, I meant before we conceived. Dick. That's what I meant. Okay. That's what I meant. Hey, come on. Clarity. Clarity. <laughs> Just asking, man. Just asking. <laughs> hey, who's judging? Who's judging on the show? Only God can judge us. True. Well, hang on. That's a, that's a line from a song. We'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but you yeah. need the drop. Where's the drop, Lance? It's coming. <laughs> It'll come out in but the yeah, edit. Dinks. Dinks. I guess I heard that three or four years ago. Was it Was it from me? Because I've been saying that for years. I think it was our crew that we were running, running around with at the time. Oh, and yeah, we, yeah. We talked about a couple of folks in general. Again, not judgy. Um, actually, in fact, there was a tinge of jealousy. Because if you're making great money, you and your spouse, and you don't have kids... Or maybe you're not having kids at some point. You know, all the, the money stuff that we've talked about before, yeah. whether it's college savings or you're saving up for the next Ford excursion stretch limo that you have to have to throw your entire family in. Yeah. You know, it, if your money doesn't really have a home kid related, it can have a home for you in travel yeah. or, you know, buying a fancy house or whatever it is. So anyway. Yeah. You know, just being real, just being transparent, there is that kind of, oh, yeah, two incomes, no kids. Sounds like a little bit of fun. It can but be. Anyway. If, you, if, you, if you go there, but there's upsides, and, de- there's yeah. upsides and downsides that's, and everything. That's why, that's why we have the show, right? 
That's right. That's right. But yeah, so we're this isn't uh, below average, which would be an awful title for a podcast for dudes. That's my that's my own show. That's when that's my the only the one I do by myself. <laughs> hey, dude, April Fools next year. Let's come out with an episode for show. below average. That'd <laughs> uh, be great. But yeah, so we're we're not talking about those folks, um, except in the context of it's kind of accepted, it's kind of cool, um, it's definitely not looked down upon. Society doesn't have this thing where they're going, oh, you're not having enough children. There's never that. Um, at the average U.S. family size, I mean, if you look in a magazine, if you watch the commercial, usually you've got a couple. They might be in their late thirties. They've got the boy. They've got the girl. And they're selling insurance or they're selling McDonald's or they're selling whatever. Yeah. And I, I think that's the the nuclear family now, right? That's just what people are used to. Yeah, we're done. We're done. done. Yeah, yeah. That's that's I hear that. That's, I hear an, that a lot. that's another thing. We're done. We had our two. And it's like they they had that quota. They yeah. had to hit that. And that's cool, right? I mean, it's again, no judging here, but our show, we uh we get a little past that. Right. And when we do get past that, again, we kind of hear that, you know, you're having too many kids. Yeah. Or why so many? Or how many are you going to have? I hear that a lot, too. You know, and that's, yeah. that's a loaded answer for me. It's 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 difficult sometimes to answer. I mean, there's just different angles I can come from on that. But what do you mean? Yeah, I don't know. When someone says, you know, Catherine and I have four. Uh, we've talked about that a lot. And when someone says... Oh, your family, you know, your family's so, it's normally a positive thing. You know, your family's so beautiful and your kids are this and that and they're fun. And, and how many are you guys going to have? And my answer is kind of, I don't know. It's a longer answer, I guess. It's, it's not like, uh, I mean, I guess we're open, you know? Uh, and I guess that's the simple, simple part of it. Um, just to say we're open to, to having more and, uh, you know, whatever, kind of whatever God wants to give us in that respect, I guess, you know, so I don't know. I mean, what, what do you say? I mean, I'm sure people have asked you that. Yeah. Yeah. Open. Where do you stop? That's, that's the thing because man, otherwise you could get into this 20 minute explanation or probably discussion or conversation and it would be fantastic to have that, but yeah. And I, and I have a longer answer, you know, uh, for folks that want to go there. Right, but, but you've got to boil it down to, yeah. you know, you're walking through the city street and somebody mentions it and it's great. And, you know, you want to give them the 30 second answer, not the 30 minute answer. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, saying we're open, uh, that seems to suffice for us. Uh, people get it. They're like, oh, oh, okay. You know, because there's not a cut and dry answer because we're not saying, well, we're hoping for six. We're going to stop at six. We yeah. want three boys and three girls and the partridge and the pear tree. And yeah. I think saying open to most people know who have a brain they kind of get oh okay so they don't have a quota they don't have an upper limit they don't have any of that they're just they're kind of going with the flow and as long as you're conscious enough as long as you're aware enough to say that we're open to it then that's you saying look i'm not going to put the limit on it either minimum or maximum we're intentionally doing this we're not being go with the flow in a bad way which is a Hey, we're just letting this stuff happen to us, and I hope that we can keep up with the midwife bills or paying for college later on, or whatever it is. The, it always begs a question to me, even after those conversations, whether they be brief, you know, uh, passing in the street or whatever. Um, 
I always kind of sit back with my thoughts and I think, well, why are they asking the question? And I think that that is a little bit of what we're talking about today. What is, we've talked about society and we've talked, talked about two and a half kids. You mentioned that in the intro, you know, the average family is two and a half, uh, in America. Um, so why, why do we get that question asked to us? I mean, how, you know, I think that's something we can talk about as, as above average families, us and the listeners, why, why are we being asked this question? Man, as we dig into that, uh, I'm reminded of a, a bumper sticker I saw, and it's been in my head for years, I, probably since we had Luke, who is our third kid. When we had Luke, I was like, oh, hang on, we're kind of a bigger family. This is kind of fun. Uh, and then, of course, now we've got four. We've got number five that will be here soon. And for whatever reason, this bumper sticker that I saw in downtown Franklin, Tennessee, uh, it, it has stuck with me over the years. And it said something to the effect of, how can there be too many children? That's like saying there are too many flowers. And I think it was attributed to Mother Teresa. I found a website that said, well, actually, that's a really condensed version. I don't care who said it. It's wonderful. Yeah. And how can there be too many children? That's like saying there are too many flowers. Yeah. Um, you can look at it from the negative side. You can look at it from the overpopulation side. You can look at it from the financial side. Bobby, you and I, we're not talking about these situations where you can't provide for your kids, these situations where somebody has a lot of kids and they don't take care of them. They choose not to take care of them. We're not talking about those. I think that falls out of the scope of what we're trying to do. You know what I mean, Bobby? I agree. Yeah, totally. So we're talking about these situations where it's not like you had to plan your family. It's not like you had to say, hey, we're going to be a big family or we're going to have X number of children. It's not that necessarily, but it is a, hey, we want to be able to love and to take care of these kids and to instill in them values and to educate them and to do all that fun stuff, all that wise stuff that really comes with um, the beautiful obligation of being parents to a bunch of kids. Yeah. So there was this video that your wife sent you and I both actually copied my wife in on it. And Catherine said, Hey, you guys have to check this out. You should talk about it on the podcast. And little did she know that a few minutes before that, Sarah sent me separately, sent me a message saying, Oh my gosh, you and Bobby have to talk about this on the podcast. She was so excited. They probably loved the timing of it on Facebook, right? And it's that's how it had to have happened. That's how this stuff goes viral. (laughs) And if you're Uh, listening and depending on the timing and everything, I don't know, hopefully this isn't too old news for you, but something really, really cool happened. I think it was uploaded just a couple of weeks ago and it went viral this week. Um, There are write-ups on Huffington Post, on BuzzFeed, on today.com, all this stuff, but it went big this, this past week. And it was about this mom, this mom and dad. And uh, they have three kids. And to announce their fourth child, they created a video. And they they did a parody of a, this is a reference back to earlier. Yeah. Uh, they did a, a cover of Miley Cyrus's We Can't Stop. And they changed the lyrics. And it essentially <laughs> became We Can't Stop Having Babies. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, that's, so so it's, it's gone viral. It's super cute. Uh, anyway, check this out. This life Growing 
doing it over and over again Remember only God can judge ya Forget the haters cause your kids they love ya And everyone is all up in the bathroom When I need some time in the bathroom But we're having one more kid now One more kid, She talks about to her, to her girls with the big bump, growing it yeah. over and over again. <laughs> it's good, <laughs> which is great. It just makes you smile. I, I, I give them props. Uh, I'd, I'd love to meet them someday. It's cool. Man, that's so resonated with my wife. I'm sure it did yours. Yeah. Oh, totally. And you know, they bring up like, I mean, it, it it's in a comical sense. Uh, they're being very real. It can't you see it's we that stay up all night or whatever? I mean, it's true. I mean, those are things that we all relate to in big families. And some people from lesser or not lesser, uh, uh, below average families or whatever, uh, people with no kids, people that aren't planning to have a lot of kids, um, Again, no judgment, but they sometimes might be like, why Why do you want to stay up? I mean, you you just got out of diapers, right? You just had your third, you're done, and now you're having another one. Man, I just, they either have this like incredible respect, not for me, but totally love that you guys are doing that, or they're like, you guys are nuts. Why? You know, why are you doing this? Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of different angles as to why, why are people having more kids? You know, why, you know, if, if you're choosing to, why are you gonna, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and the lyrics are so cute. They go through all different kinds of what Bobby's unpacking right now. Uh, these guys have four-year-old twins and they've got a three-year-old. So it's not like they've already been spreading them out anyway. You know, they've got them so right. close and then they've got another one coming. You know, so aside from just the typical parental responsibilities and everything and I'm going to go somewhere. I don't want to take the show in this direction necessarily. This is not a, a women's rights show or an anti-women's rights show. It's not It's not about that. But the, the lady, the mom, had this awesome quote in this article where she's talking about it. She said, it's empowering for women, especially those who are pregnant with their fourth or fifth, and they're getting negative comments from people. You have just as much right to not have children as you do to have 10 if you want, because it's your body. Yeah. And that's that's so cool. For somebody like my wife to hear when she is mm. getting the stares or getting the glances or whatever, again, this like this this societal pressure, it's really empowering. It's really phenomenal for her to have something that builds her back up that says, you know what? This is your call and you're doing this intentionally. You're doing this on purpose because you're a phenomenal mother. You love your family. You love your kids that you've already got. And because of that love, you've got room for another. Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought... Uh, even when Catherine and I were first married and, and we had our first child, Ava, and I'm sure you can relate and, and the listeners can relate, you are like so in love with this kid. Uh, in the beginning, you're nervous. I can't be a dad. I, you know, this is crazy. Uh, and then you're a dad and you're like, I've never felt this kind of love before. And the question is always, and now we're having a second child, I'm never going to be able to love the second kid as much as I love the first. This, this, however many years the, the gap is or how many months the gap is, you're just like thinking the whole time, well, how's this going to work? Well, it's cool how your heart just kind of doesn't, it doesn't divide, it, it grows, you know? 
I've always heard that from other people and, and it's so true, you know, as you have more kids. And I think that she, uh, the lady, the mom in the video, she's kind of expressing that, you know, uh, because of the love they have and the, and the, the joy that they get, uh, even in the, in the trenches of, uh, staying up late or, or being woken up in the middle of the night, their heart is, it grows each time, you know? And I think that I can relate to that. Uh, that, that, that's a reason that Catherine and I are fine with being open and, and we have been open and we're likely on your path. You know, we've got four, you're having, you're about to have your fifth. We'll probably have a fifth. I can't imagine not really. Yeah. Yeah. So that video kind of encapsulates all those feelings from Bobby's side, from my side. Uh, we're going to put a link in the show notes. So go check that out. The song is cute. They did a really good job with the production and all that. I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to that. I'm really impressed at how, how well they executed that. But the she can video, sing too. She can sing. She's got some pipes. Yeah. But the video is great too. The kids are in the video and it's fun and it's comical. And yeah. not that I'm a Miley Cyrus fan, but I did see the We Can't Stop video, the original one. And there's so many like little nods and glances and stuff towards the original that you're like, oh, okay. They're yeah. they're hip. They get yeah. it. That's cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So to take it in another direction, again, kind of talking about some of the societal pressures. Man, Bobby, let's talk about some of the stuff that people say. Now they usually do it. They're kind of ribbing you, uh, ribbing you in the ri- ribbing you in the ribs. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Is that it right? works, man. Yeah, it works. They're putting their elbow in your McRib. They're doing whatever. <laughs> They're playing. They're razzing saying you. stuff. They're razzing, right? They'll throw stuff out there, and they're trying to be cute or funny or whatever. But sometimes it just lands the wrong way. And even if it's people that you know, um, friends or family or whatever. Sometimes you've heard it so many times. Now, I think we've even talked about in a, a previous episode, Bobby, where I, if I had a dime for every time that I've heard, oh, you must have your hands full. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not talking about that stuff because you must have your hands full. That's cute. That's fun. That's People don't know what else to say, so they say it, and that's fine. But you came up with a couple of others that you and I have both heard. I think the most popular is, and they always come in conjunction, I think, that the, the two I'm about to say. One is, uh, are those all yours? And again, they're they're razzing you or whatever you want to say. They're joshing with you, uh, and it, it lands wrong, and you're just like, yeah, you know. I, I guess my I'm always like, well, why why are you asking? What's what's the what what's the purpose in you asking? I try to smile and laugh it off, you know. And then it always comes with, uh, you know how that happens, don't you? You know. You the old elbow, yeah, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, kind of do, you know. <laughs> I don't, I just don't know how to react to that. So uh, I, I'm curious if the listeners could could probably relate to that. Um, uh, and and I don't, and I guess we'll, we're, what we're trying to talk about here is what are they, what are they trying to say, or what are they, what's their point? You know, what, why, why are they doing that? And well, if you look at it from the angle of if they're close to you, if they're close to your family or maybe want to be close to your family, then they really don't mean anything. Oh, no. I, I don't even really ever think, uh, you know, very rarely would I ever accept or think that it's, that it has a malintent. But Right. But when it comes from somebody outside of that sphere, then it is, okay, man, I've heard this so often. Not that you want to be a complete jerk to somebody, but every yeah. now and then you want to say, oh, no, I don't know how that happens. Can you tell me? Fill me yeah. in. 
yeah, yeah, and really put them on the spot and make it awkward for them. You know, so that's something that you can add to your bag of tricks. I think yeah. Sarah has brought that one up before. I don't know if she's actually had the gall to use it on somebody, but right. man, you catch her on the wrong day, and she might because <laughs> it's it's really none of your business. Yeah, and and it I, I just it makes me think why I can't help but think why are you asking me this. Like, what is the, what's underneath this question? Is it your disapproval with me and the, the decisions that, the decisions that I made to have so many children? You, you being the person or in general, right? Uh, and unfortunately, that's where I go. I'm always kind of more on the, the defensive, you know. Uh, you're asking me because you disapprove of this or are you asking me, because you're uh, inquisitive, you know, maybe that's what I'll do next time. Are you asking because you disapprove? <laughs> maybe that will, uh, maybe that'll be like a really, you know, they've already made it awkward for me. Let me throw some awkward back to you. You know, who knows? Well, I, I don't think there's a cut and dry answer for something like this, but it's something that we all face. And it's just another example of our culture. It is not really a culture that promotes life. It's not a child friendly culture. It's, it's none of that. And, just thinking about this, talking about all these different things, Bobby, it makes me go back to uh, the genesis for this, for you and I both. You know, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this show? It's to really give that voice. It's to really say, hey, there's a place for this, even in our culture. And it's not even an American thing. I mean, you look at the Chinese child policy, you look at where European society is heading with the kind of population decline that's happening there. We like kids, but we like them on our terms. We like them when it's convenient, when it's the things of, uh, you know, again, going back to the video and obviously the stuff, the struggles that we talk about on the show, the struggles that we will probably be facing. Let's see, it's uh, Tuesday evening right now that we'll be facing in what, the next six to eight hours if somebody wakes up in the middle of the night and you've got to go and deal with something. Yeah. Those crazy struggles that happen all the time, um, those are not convenient. They are not fun. They're not on our terms. Uh, and uh, it's not that you or I or any parent of an above average family, we don't do that to get a, a pat on the back. Mm-hmm. But we do that because we love our kids. We love growing our family. We love, again, investing in them. We love that life and the joy that we just get from having kids. Yeah, no, absolutely. There, there's We could probably do an entire show on why, you know, why why are you choosing it this way. And there's probably so many different angles to approach it from. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people would approach it from a, uh, from a faith standpoint and that's great. I can, you know, I can even relate to that. Uh, you know, some people may just approach it from a sheer joy standpoint or that I grew up in a big family and I just loved the camaraderie, you know, and, and I, I loved the, uh, the idea of always having built-in friends, you know, and, and the idea of character building. All those things come with, with big families. Not to say, reiterate, not to say that those with one kid or two kids can't do those things. It's just, I would I would put my, my hand out there and say that it, it's probably a little less naturally provided, if you will, or less organically provided. You, you know, you got to be on point as a parent to to bring that stuff because when you're one of eight kids, uh, you, you learn how to share because you have to, you learn not necessarily word scarcity. That's a little strong, but you learn a lot of these values we've talked about in other, in other episodes. I think we talked about that a lot in the get outside episode. So refer to that, but 
So yeah, it's uh, there's just so many different reasons as to why we would choose to do so. Um, you know, the joy that well, we get. man that brings up a, that yeah, brings yeah. up a good segue yeah, to yeah. talk about the family pressure. It's not just culture, it's not just society or whatever, but sometimes it's within your own family. It's your cousins, it's your aunts and uncles, it's even your parents mm-hmm. going, "Oh, are are you guys sure you want to have another kid?" And maybe they're not outright saying, hey, we think that you should have stopped at three kids. Mm-hmm. But it's all the, uh, just the questions, the sideways glances, the, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pregnant with number five, so I'm pretty sure that, yes, yeah. we're going to have a fifth kid. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. Bobby, what did you, what was the uh, the point of, of the big familyness for you guys, and how did your family react? For us, it was the fourth kid. Like, at three kids... Our parents were totally on board. And again, oh, man, I feel like we have to put so many disclaimers in in yeah. this episode and every other one, because if my parents listen or Sarah's parents listen or whatever, we never want them to think that, oh, Lance and Sarah, they don't feel like we're supporting them. We get a tremendous amount of support from our parents. But that doesn't mean that there haven't been a few times where something will be said and maybe we take it the wrong way, but also maybe they just out of frustration or out of concern, true concern and love said something that probably implied that they didn't really approve of the way that we were growing our family. It's all about how it landed. I think that especially with family, uh, they always have the greatest of intention. And even, even we do when we throw something out there that lands the wrong way. So I like what you're saying here. If anybody's listening, any family of ours, you know, hear us out. <laughs> um, I think it was out of concern. It is out of concern. It, it's out of, gosh, dad, you know, your dad, your father and I had this, had this very diff. this was difficult for us. And we went through some tough times, whether it be financially or the stress of no sleep can weigh on your marriage. And these are very real things that we all deal with, all of us with above average families. And I, now I'm looking at my own daughter or my own son about to make these decisions that we made that had a great weight on us. Now, not just because it was heavy doesn't mean it wasn't worth it, but it was heavy. And so there's that, that's where that like that concern comes from. So you know, we can say to our parents, if they listen to this, thank you. And we want you to continue to do that for us throughout the rest Amen. of our lives. Amen. Amen. Know? Absolutely. Amen. Please, yeah. you know, you know, Go it's good for us there. to step back and, and say, think about it, you know, and, and all those things. Um, I'm glad you brought that up uh, because I think it, it is out of a real concern. And when I think 15 years down the road or 20 years down the road and, my little girl, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm thinking about this. Uh, if, if she, <laughs> right? She is, is exactly right. But someday, man, our little girls might get married. And I know I know that you're forbidding Katie Beth until she's 35. I'm forbidding Ava until she's 40. But My um, daughters will become nuns, and that's <laughs> Exactly. That. But we're going we're gonna to feel the same way, you know? Yeah. We're going to be yeah. like, it's, it's a tough road. But just so long as you know what you're fighting for or what, what's, what, where's the value? And, and if you're grounded and all those things, and I think that that's where they're at. So to answer your question, I'll, I'll stop that soapbox. You know, probably came kind of early from Catherine's parents standpoint. And I think it was mainly just because of the timing between one and two, Ava and Luke. 
it was kind of like, okay, so you guys are kind of headed down this path. And, and what was that gap? What's the uh, gap between them? 23 months. Okay. Right. You know, from our standpoint, we were like, we want them to be close. We want them to be in school together. We want them to have a companion and a friend and a, and a comrade growing up. And, and that's still true for us, you know? So, but their concern was just, okay, here you go. Cause I think they, <laughs> they were real close. You know, I think they were maybe more on a three year gap for Catherine and her sisters. But, um, at any rate, and, and that was a real, just a small uh, twinge of it. Like, uh, they've never, they've never offered us like this awkward negativity ever. It's always been, congratulations, this is incredible. But <laughs> just make sure you're thinking through it. Now, when we had the third, uh, and I'm still just talking about Catherine's parents. My, my parents, the answer is really easy. They just they they didn't care. <laughs> They're like, I mean, they cared from a positive standpoint. This is yeah, great. Yeah. Thing, you know, but awesome you guys are great you know whatever and they also there's a lot there because my sisters are i've got five four older sisters five total everybody and so they have i don't even know how many grandkids now so we were kind of on the later side it was kind of like you know this is not new to us for Catherine's parents it was new we are ava is the first grandchild Catherine is the oldest one the first one getting married so all those things are setting precedent. They're breaking the ice. And, and I think that that's going to weigh into everybody's reaction too. So when, when we went from Luke to Noah, okay, now we're at three and we're still running a 23-month-ish um, time frame. Uh, you know, there was, it was still, it wasn't much different. Just, okay, you know, um, I think maybe Catherine may have had some one-off conversations with her mom and the mom and it was really just her just saying I love you and I want you to just know that I'm in your corner and life can it may get difficult and just make sure you know what's going on there and Catherine was like thank you you know that's kind of where it was um, but all that to say there was it wasn't just a you guys should have more <laughs> it was just a, it was more of a okay you know let's take a big breather and and watch this go and then with four. I think by then they were kind of like, we know where you guys are headed. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and uh, my father-in-law grew up in a family of nine. So uh, there's some familiarity there, you know. So I think there's a lot of factors that may go into different people's reactions. But what were yours? I mean, how how did it go for you guys? But you said something that made me think about this for a second. Uh, and it's... We talked about intentionality. We talked about the people who choose to have a big family. Let's talk about, just briefly, the people who just kind of fall into the big family situation. Because I would say that's a decent amount of people, too. Right. Uh, Sarah and I, we certainly intended to have kids. If you would have asked me when we got married how many kids we would have, I would say eh, two or three. Yeah. I, I didn't intentionally say, yeah, well, who knows? Or I may have said something to the effect of we'll be open but i'd like two or three yeah you know i I would say hey we're gonna be open but here's my personal limit on it which is really funny i i know i would have said something like that at 22 or 23 whenever we uh, see i think it was 24 when we got married yeah and talking about spacing and everything you guys have done it a little bit more eloquently than we have we've got (laughs) one gap that is 14 months and that's between mary and luke 
It's all and relative, man. Uh, the next round, the next gap between Tyler and the new baby is going to be about 16 months. Awesome. And so it's, it's incredible. It's also incredibly difficult. Um, but like Luke and Mary, I've prayed for twins so many times, Bobby, and you and I have talked about this. Man, I would love to have twins. I see twins. I, I just see multiples around, and I'm like, oh, that would be so much fun. Yes, I know the amount of work involved, or I can only assume the amount of work involved. Uh, but I look at Luke and Mary, 14-month gap. They're super, super close right. emotionally. They are they are a tight pair, and you know these guys. You've seen them before. Yeah. So I just hope that the, the next set, Tyler and the new baby, I hope that it will be the same kind of thing. Um, really to just kind of redeem the craziness that is when you're living in those 14 months and you're waiting for somebody, please anybody to get out of diapers and you know, you're just in that zone. (laughs) So all that, take all what I've just talked about my soliloquy for the past two minutes and soliloquy. Did you like that word? I liked it. I'm looking it up right now. Bam. (laughs) Ask Siri. Define soliloquy, Siri. Anyway, so my point in saying all that is if you would have asked me if I wanted a big family or deserved a big family or could handle a big family on the front end, the answer would have been definitely not. That being said, I don't think big families are for everybody. So this kind of goes back to the the, the non-judgmental stuff that we were saying earlier. Just like I personally do not feel that everybody is supposed to get married or supposed to have children period or have X number of children or whatever, you've got to find what works for you. You've got to find what you're called to. You've got to find your vocation in life. And I think for a lot of us, it really is a vocation. You know, we might be, uh, I do marketing. Uh, my wife is a nurse practitioner. Uh, Bobby, you're in sales. Your wife's in medicine, all that stuff. It's your job. It's what you do 40 hours a week, X number of hours a week, whatever it is. But really your calling, I think, is to be the parent, especially if you're an above average parent. That's even more so a thing for you because just by the rule of numbers, by the numbers game, you will be a parent for longer from zero to 18. You will be in that phase for longer than most people will be, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if the word fun is right, but it's an interesting practice to consider and I do this with every new child that comes into our our world <laughs> uh, our personal little world is scream scream <laughs> um kick <laughs> kick and scream suck my thumb get in the fetal position and say why no um no I you totally ruined my train of thought I uh I think well how old will I be when they are graduating high school how old will i be when they graduate college that is if they're on the path and it's always almost comical sometimes to think but i mean i'm still we're still young i mean it's all relative i say that too much but it is um but it's kind of fun to think and and i bet some of the some of the people that are listening that may have more kids that are you know late 30s and they're having their eighth or ninth it's more like yeah i'm gonna be 60 something when I graduate my last kid out of college, you know, so it's it's just a funny, interesting practice. What you made, what you said made me think about that. So, yeah. Uh, well, back to the, the question, um, as far as what our parents said about it again, four was kind of our breaking point, kind of the eye opener, especially like you mentioned the gaps when you factor in, Oh, these age gaps are close. 
Lance and Sarah are young and they've already got a bunch of kids. If you just look at the openness to life um, and you add fertility into the equation, <laughs> you go, yeah. oh, the writing's on the wall. They're going to have more than three kids. And sure enough, hey, we're having a fourth. Yeah. And depending on who we were talking to, you saw different elements of uh, their heart kind of raising up in their throat. You know, some people were going, oh, really? And then other people were just a more casual, more uh, maybe they were holding in some shock or maybe they just weren't shocked at all. So Sarah's parents, um, one of six and one of seven, I think we've talked about this before, are Sarah's parents. And uh, they come from bigger families. They're more used to bigger families. They're probably surprised to see Sarah's generation, our generation, right? Uh, have a bunch of kids just in light of everything and the economy and we're living in a post 9-11 world and all that stuff. It it doesn't seem like the greatest environment to raise a bunch of kids. I think some people are just surprised by that, but they certainly accept it. They're certainly supportive. They love us regardless, uh, but sure. there's never really been that talk, not to my knowledge, that they sat down and said to Sarah, hey, you know what you're getting into, right? Now, there was somebody uh, from our family that did say, in no unclear terms, I've already had my kids, and that's kind of my, that's behind me a little bit. So they let us know that they were going to be a very hands-off grandparent. And that has stuck with us, for better or for worse. Uh, we just know what to expect and what not to expect from from them, and that's fine. Yeah. But it, it's also kind of, okay, well, you, I hope you understand that you're not going to get to know your grandchildren the way that the other grandparents are getting to know them. Right. And that's rough. Um, sure. Uh, yeah, it, the, it's okay. not that they don't love our children. It's not that they don't spend time with them, but everything's just kind of dialed back. They've, they're living a, a different life. And that's fine. Sure. I respect them. I respect their decision. I respect them, especially for telling us and not just letting us figure that out on our own. Um, right. And I, I, it wasn't done in some big production. Pr- yeah. production. It wasn't done pretentiously. It wasn't, hey, look at me. It wasn't done selfishly or whatever. But it was just a, hey, just so you know, I'm not going to be watching your kids while you go on vacation. That kind of thing, right? right? You know, it was just couched in. Yeah. Hey, just so you know, here's here you go. So I would say that, you know, going back to, to answer the question, you know, what does our family think? They're supportive. They love us. But they have they've let us know what they think in certain terms of how they will help out. And that's not a bad thing. It's, it's not a good thing. It's just a thing. That's just the way that they've communicated to us. I remember telling my mom in particular, she said, oh, I, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to watch four kids at one time. That was one of her first reactions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's so cool though. Cause it, that immediately shows your mom's heart there. It's like, she is wearing her heart on, on her shoulder. Like be, because she wants to help you. Her concern is how, you know, the quantity of, of the, you know, the, the amount of help that she can give you. Mm, I think that's, yeah. that's beautiful. That's really cool. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, it, that's a cool concern for her to have, you know, that's also <laughs> typical my mom. <laughs> um, I I don't know if I interrupted you there, but I mean that was, was pretty gonna... much it. That's you know my dad is very stoic. Uh, he's one of six, but he's he's very quiet. So there were no wise words that came from him. Uh, 
Uh, You're not there, reading him anyway. <laughs> yeah. But there was also not any like disappointment or frustration or sadness that was communicated. There was none of that either. So yeah, I, yeah my, my dad, it's, this is not a show for Lance to talk about daddy issues or anything like that, but my, my, <laughs> my relationship with my dad is I just do a that. little hey, different. I do that show on the side too. <laughs> Lance's daddy issues. <laughs> so, um, so coming up on the podcast network that Lance and Bobby are hosting <laughs> would be Lance's daddy issues. Uh, <laughs> below average. We're starting a totally podcast kidding. network, guys. No, but <laughs> totally to finish the thought on that, um, you know, with my dad or whatever, it's fun because he is one of six. Um, if there's anything that ever comes up with the number of kids that we've got, I can always relate it back to, well, your parents had six, so, uh, we're still under that. And, you know, if we hit six rock and roll, we'll have a party. If we exceed them, then we'll, we'll celebrate that too. Right. Yeah, no. And we, that can relate to that too with, um, Catherine's dad. It's, uh, and it's great. Honestly, he, he offers me great insight and advice because he was, number three in a grouping of um, it's eight or nine <laughs> if he ever listens he's gonna be like why don't you know this i, I could stick if i took some time i could count them, but i'm not going to um so he gives me good insight and gives me good advice and i may say how did your mom or your dad do this and he's got funny stories about traveling to to do whatever for vacation and someone threw something out the window or somebody got sick in the car and it's just it's just funny because i'm like that's, I get it. Uh, that was when so-and-so was 12. Oh, great. My kids are only, you know, whatever. I, it's just, I've got that all ahead of me. Um, but just to go back to the, I think what a lot of listeners can relate to, or uh, maybe even we're offering some value to them if, if they're having, uh, if every time they have a kid, the iteration of the parents kind of doing that sigh of, oh gosh, you know, here we go. You know, you just make sure you kind of think of all the angles as to where they're coming from. And I think well, you, your mom's is a great example. You know, her her concern wasn't a great concern, but it was out of such great love of wanting to be with her grandchildren of, well, can I handle that many? Um, you know, and us as parents, and I said this earlier, our heart, we know our heart grows. It doesn't divide. And they knew that too when they were having they're, you know, you guys, us, right? Um, but it may not hit them as readily and, and uh, maybe even supernaturally as it does the parents. And so they may be thinking, you know, I don't know, I don't know that I can, you know, love Luke as much as I love Ava, you know, and, and what am I going to do with a boy? I know Amy, uh, my, my uh, mother-in-law, <laughs> she's awesome. And she had three girls and I've got three boys plus one girl. And needless to say, she and Ava are just two peas in a pod. It's really cool to see their relationship. But uh, Amy's also, and Catherine too, uh, obviously we all are just figuring out. Catherine always calls herself a boy mom because she's got three boys and one girl. Uh, Just the whole hashtag boy mom, you know, my kid was... (laughs) peeing in the backyard hashtag boy mom you know uh you know or the boys are so sweaty and gross at the end of every day hashtag boy mom you know what i mean so anyway um just to say that everybody's they're coming from different angles of concern and 
and to think of think through those before there's any angst or, or anger that kind of develops. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, to, to wrap it up on my side, I would kind of look inwardly a little bit more. Put your family first and define your family as your family, you and your spouse and your kids. That's your world. That's where you're spending most of your time. That's where you're investing most of your time and your resources. Uh, kind of go out one rung on the ladder or out one loop in the, the solar system or whatever, right? Go, go out one sphere. And it's your parents, it's your siblings, it's your aunts and uncles, that kind of thing. And then it goes out from there, you know, society's further out. But put your family first and you take care of your family. Your parents, your, your whoever, they're important. And especially the closer they are to you, your friends, certainly, the closer they are to you, the more you need to value their opinion, the more you need to trust them, the more you need to just consider, oh, what they have to say right now is probably important. Honor that. But all that needs to come second to your spouse and your children and the way that you're growing up your own family. Don't let those, uh, dare I say, worldly things, that kind of, the, those secularisms, those, the, the, the Debbie Downers who say, oh, well, you know how that happens, don't you? And all that stuff. Don't let that bring you down. Your family's, your family's more important than that. And you need to make sure you're taking care of your own and uh, forget them when they say you're having too many kids. You know what? You're bringing more flowers to this earth. Kind of going back to that, that paraphrase Mother Teresa quote. How can there be too many children? That's like saying there are too many flowers. You can't have too many flowers. So take care of your children. Take care of your family first. Yeah. I love it. So anyway, uh, let us know what you think. Was our advice on point? Would you have anything to add? Uh, hit us up over at AboveAverageShow.com, or you can email us at TheAboveAverageShow at gmail.com. We are fully launched in iTunes and Stitcher and all kinds of other cool places online. But like I said, our home base is AboveAverageShow.com. Uh, you can also hit Bobby and I up on Twitter. Bobby, what's your Twitter thing over there? At B. Earhart, which is B-E-H-R-H-A-R-D. T. Can you spell that one more time? B E A R. B E. I can't. I got to buy a vowel. I, I don't know. It's B for Bobby Earhart. E H R H A R D T. If this is your first episode uh, for, for listening to Above Average, Lance uh, gives me I, a I'm hard so time sorry. every single time I have to spell my last name. And I've forgotten how to spell it now. Oh, we got to work on that. We got to work on that. But yeah, hit up hit up Bobby on Twitter just to make him feel better because then he'll be like, "Oh, somebody actually was able to put together what I just coughed out." And yeah, they well, hit I me doubt up. I'll ever I'll, I'll never get any tweets because they're like not going to take the time to write down all the letters. I'm going to go tweet you in 2 seconds just to make you feel better. And I will be <laughs> tweeting you from and people can reply to me on Twitter at Osborne. O S B O R N E, pretty simple, pretty cut and dry. Also, let other people know. Let your friends, your family know, especially if they're not the kind of people that have told you, hey, you're having too many kids. Let those people know <laughs> about the show. Please do that. Um, again, aboveaverageshow.com. You can search iTunes, search in the podcast category. If you really like us, you can go in there. You can leave us a rating, leave us a review. That stuff really does matter. It's not just an ego boost. iTunes pays attention to that. Stitcher pays attention to that and how they do their ratings and their new and noteworthy and all that fun stuff. But anyway, thank you so much for listening and thank you for keeping your family above average. We'll see you next time. See you guys.